You're listening to the Elmira Radio Hour, a podcast that opens the door to culture and news you definitely missed this week. We're, We're your, your hosts, host, Nina Bhattacharya and Sheila Lal. This week, I am really excited to bring you a special episode courtesy of our friends at Bondu Gardens. This episode has been under work for a long time. It's definitely a new kind of project for Elmira Radio Hour. To set the context, in March, I was home in Michigan visiting family, and during this time, I was spending a lot of time in Detroit. I've long been fascinated by this question of sustainable development in Detroit. Detroit is a city that has experienced a lot of loss, but has also experienced a lot of new growth. But the question is, for whom is that growth? As new social ventures are opening up in the city, I've been really curious to see how they navigate the needs of its long-term residents, who are primarily African-Americans, um, and the needs of its newer citizens, who tend to be white and upper middle class. And so I spent a lot of time on Instagram, weirdly enough. Following different hashtags, it was a really good way for me to get a sense of some of the new projects and activities, both positive and negative, like, don't get me wrong, um, that were happening in the city. And as I was on Instagram, I learned about a project in Detroit called Women of Banglatown. So Women of Banglatown takes place in the Banglatown neighborhood of Detroit, which is kind of near Hamtramck. There's a large Bangladeshi population in this area. And Women of Banglatown in particular is an all-women's community space that offers free art activities for young girls and income-generating activities for Bangladeshi women in the area. But through Women of Banglatown, I learned about another venture called Bondu Gardens. And as I paged through these small Instagram photos of homegrown vegetables and backyard gardens in um, the Hintramic area, I knew I had to learn more about this project. Like going to the website, I read that Bundu Gardens, which literally translates to Friendship Gardens, recognizes the existing gardening and culinary talents of Bangladeshi women living in Detroit. On a whim, I reached out over Instagram, and Emily, who you'll meet later on in this story, immediately responded, Yeah, if you're around, let's talk. And I was shocked, but I quickly said yes. I was nervous. I was so nervous up coming up to this interview because I would be interviewing not only Emily, but I was also meeting Minara, Emily's partner in Bondu Gardens. I was nervous that my bangla wouldn't really hold up in this conversation. And um, as you will find out, it didn't really quite, I, but I think between the three of us, we managed to have a really loving and interesting conversation of what it means to have a partnership and what it means to have a partnership in Detroit. In this episode, you'll hear a couple other voices. You'll meet Fatima and Miriam, Minara's oldest children, and they'll help us narrate and tell the story of Bondu Gardens. Let's get started. Long of a child, which you put on the 
मेरा लौंग बाचा 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 As soon as I walk through the door of Minara Begum's house with Emily, I'm greeted by the whole family. Minara herself, the elders of the house, and three of Minara's children, Mariam, Fatima, and Lucky. We sit down and make ourselves comfortable, idly chatting as we set up the microphone, which we prop inside one of Emily's snow boots to keep it upright. Fatima, how old are you, Fatima? I'm seven. You're seven? And what grade are you in? I'm seven. You're in seventh grade? No, 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 no. Second grade. You're in second grade. <laughs> and who's sitting next to Fatima? Uh, uh, Emily. I'm talking. How did you meet Emily? Mariam gets the story started. And she was walking, she picked up two girls and she went to my cousin's house. She didn't find my cousin so that she was walking by the, our street and then my cousin was in my house and then my father was outside, uh-huh. outside sitting down there. Then she was looking for Sanjida then then my father told Sanjida and the the white girl is looking for you. Then then Sanjita came out. And then the, Sanjita came out, and then Sanjita talked to them. Sanjita said, "Can I go in the garden?" But um, and she said that to me. Then I told my father, "Can I go?" Then uh, she, uh, he said, "Yes, but I need to wear the uh, uh, good dress. wear clothes because mm-hmm. outside was too rainy." And where were we going? Why Why was I collecting all of these girls? As Mariam catches her breath, um, Minara interjects to explain the story a little bit further. Emily, one week after coming, garden, looking garden, what baby class. So I'm talking, Emily, Fatima. Minara basically talks about how happy Mariam and Fatima were to join Emily on the garden days once a week. And Minara herself was completely at ease knowing her children were with them. Yeah, so I was walking around to collect all the girls so that we could go and do some art projects, and we... And this is with the so women of Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, so Ali was out of town. So, Ali... What? Yeah, so that's what Ali... The project when we go to the garden with Ali... Um, and we work in the garage and we do art projects. So she calls that Women of Bangla Town. And no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, so that's what our neighborhood is called, is Bangla Town. Uh, and so 
we actually, it was before we had fixed up the garage for that project. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. we were meeting in this tiny, tiny little space and doing, we made some drawings of plants. So we like picked up different leaves and plants and did art projects. Mm -hmm. And then um, the girls invited me to come to their house after. And so we ate and held the babies and mm -hmm. just kind of were sisters. That initial meeting in the garden kicked off a really beautiful friendship between Minara and Emily, one that was bi-directional. I could really see that in front of me, the way that they interacted with each other, um, the traded smiles, leaning against each other while telling a joke, the way the children were comfortable with Emily. And so they described more of the early days to me. Hey. Hey. I'm our teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Minara talks about how Emily helped her learn English words which she didn't know when she moved to the US. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> used to write I, on the door. I forgot about that. So yeah, I made it with, with post-it notes. And so I labeled everything in the house. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that was how we kind of both started learning was through. Every day talking, night time talking, <laughs> Emily borrow help. See, with first time, Bujina knew coming in America. Oh, okay. when, yeah, when do butcher? Do butcher agor talking. Okay, two years ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah first mm -hmm. time talking Korean. Emily's Toby, table, chair, writing, yeah. looking, borrow host to horse in Emily. And then how did you learn Bangla, Emily? So the same way. So I would oh. say, like, I mean, I teach. Yeah, so, well, we would all learn together, right? We would sit in the classroom mm -hmm. and we would do tests. And, and I made a classroom. Yeah. You made a classroom, and so you taught Emily Bangla? And how did we do it? Like, how did we start to learn things? And the paper, from our notebook, we make paper, and and she takes the paper, and then she told something like, what what is this Bangla mean? Then we told, told um, like she told in English, we told in Bangla, then she write it down, and she take a home and practice. And we would draw pictures, My right? brother and mm -hmm. my sister mm -hmm. helping, no writing, no. Emily, mm -hmm. borrow. So, born, born. Born, born. Borrow, baby boy. You're like sisters. Yeah, black sister. My hand, lucky problem, Hussein problem. My blood cousin coming. Minara also mentions that Emily was incredibly helpful when her youngest children, Lucky and Hussein, had issues and needed to go to the hospital. Without a car, accessing healthcare is pretty difficult in Detroit. Minara also mentions that 
There's an issue of communication with the doctor with whom she may not share a language. And then I ask Minu Didi about her garden. What does she grow there? She starts listing all of the vegetables. Were some of these vegetables new to you? Yeah. 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 What vegetables yeah. were new to you? So I had, I mean, I had seen bitter melon before, but mm-hmm. I'd never eaten it. Um, what was it like eating? It's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite. I love, love, love Uche. it. But, um, I had never had zinga before, mm-hmm. and then that was also exciting to learn yeah. that that's what makes loofahs, which I didn't know. Oh, and I didn't so, know that either. Yeah. Yeah. And then because the um, uh, zinga uh, save for the yeah. seed, and then uh, shower. Yeah. 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 Um, and so it was really exciting to learn about all the things. Um, and that was that was how we started with language, I think, is that I would draw pictures of the vegetables and ask, you know, or I'd point to it and say, like, what is this and what is this? Um, and then it just kind of kept growing and growing. So it sounds like the main growing season's in the summer. Mm-hmm. What, how, what yeah. have you guys been doing? So does Minudi do all the gardening by herself or do you do some of the gardening? Minara, who left the room, oh. returns with something for me to oh, look at. No. Oh, yes. You're saying yeah, and then the, the inside is what makes yeah, the, the inside loofah. makes the loofah. Which I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I knew, like, I knew that they ex- existed. You know, I knew that this is what a loofah was, but I didn't realize they grew here, you know, and that was... Wow. Mariam interjects so with some commentary so about the loofah. When we, in Bangladesh, when we shower, like, mm-hmm. uh, we need to brush our skin. skin. With this, if we brush our skin, it is so, so soft. That's amazing, yeah. What I'm holding right now is this long brown vegetable and on the inside if you look into it when it's dried out it looks exactly like a loofah because it is a loofah and as Mariam was saying that you can take the inside of this and use it when you shower which is really incredible so what, what do you guys do in the winter um so the growing season is really different here than it is in Bangladesh because yes. um, right you in Bangladesh you would have the garden all year round Right, but mm-hmm. here we can only garden in the summer. So mm-hmm. you grow so much in the summer, mm-hmm. and then save the seeds, and then also save it in the deep freeze chests, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, then there's the squash, like the mishtikhodu, right? And those um, they keep in the basement, so mm-hmm. like a root cellar. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the taro. 
So they, they keep those too. They dig those up and then keep them just kind of um, stable. They don't grow a ton of them because they don't grow as well. So yeah. the things that they grow the most of are the things that grow well here. Um, and then like the bitter melon and the zinga don't grow as well here and the taro doesn't grow as well. So that is more of um, kind of a treat, you know, and then the other things are more of a staple. The, the, team, the reason I'm asking you to stop drumming is because when you do this, then the sound is going to be in here, okay? So we just want to be so careful. Um, yeah, so um, it's we started out um, in terms of our partnership uh, just selling vegetables, and then it started being doing pop-up events, and um, so some of the accounts that we were selling vegetables to said like, hey, we're closed you know, in the evenings. Do you want to do a dinner here? And so then kind of doing that cooking and just been doing more and more of those. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, Minar's situation isn't unique in that many others in the Bangladeshi community in the Hamtramck, Detroit area experience similar issues of economic and healthcare access. And for a little bit more context about Hamtramck, in 2015, it was believed to be the first city in the U.S. with the majority Muslim city council. In fact, at that time, three on the city council were Bangladeshi Americans. And... According to U.S. Census figures in 2015, Hamtramck was at least 15% Bangladeshi. So in the Hamtramck in Detroit area, which is colloquially known as Banglatown, Bangladeshi-owned businesses proliferate. And because the Bangladeshi community has long-standing roots in the area, backyard gardens like Minara's aren't new. However, Bondu Gardens as an organization comes at a really important juncture. It's a historical context when hate crimes against Muslims or those perceived to be Muslims are on the rise. And when I visited Minara, it was shortly after the Muslim ban. In fact, Minara had canceled a long-planned visit to Bangladesh on the account of Trump's Muslim ban, and the family had suffered a loss of several hundred dollars. For a family of their, their economic means, this sum was quite a lot. And that's also why Bondu Gardens is so important. So where did you first start selling the vegetables? Our first uh, account was a restaurant in Ferndale. Mm -hmm. um, and I had met the owner and chef at another um, kind of collaborative dinner project that I was yeah. doing. and. Uh, they and I said I have this kind of pie in the sky idea and maybe it'll happen next year and they said we'll buy whatever you bring us on Wednesday and so I showed up with a car full of squash and beans and all kinds of things and and he was so excited because he, the chef didn't know that this stuff grew here you know and he had he had just been in um, Vietnam and this mm -hmm. idea of like you know, I was just halfway around the world looking at these kinds of things and like what they're growing like five miles away and that was um, you know, so that's kind of the other part of it is like one it's a chance for the ladies to make some money But it's also I think really a chance for restaurants in Detroit to be a little bit more reflective of what local means and that yeah. that is An expanding category and that it's it's not something that's fixed, you know So just because something's traditional here doesn't mean it's the only thing that's local and valid um, You know because it's like bitter melon is now as local as Michigan cherries 
you know, and so when we say local, how can we be as expansive and reflective with that definition? So I think what really excited me when I first learned about Mundu Gardens was just the fact that it seemed like a very, I don't know how to say any of this in Bangla, yeah. but like a, a re- more pretty equitable partnership and collaboration, um, which is, I mean, just it's, in my background in like global health and public mm-hmm. health is, it's really rare. Yeah. Like even. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to hear you say, I mean, I'm not happy about that part, but I'm happy to hear you say that that's your perception of it because it's been very, very intentional. Like it, it, like it's, it's wonderful to come here and just know that you're like, everyone is each other's family mm-hmm. that they helped you move to your house and you helped them move into their house and um, I think it's one of those things that's uh, really lacking as cities change mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. Um, especially in a city an area that's changing as fast as Detroit and Hamtramck yeah yeah and that's um, you know it was a it was a big adjustment for me and initially and it's funny because I didn't put it together immediately but after a while uh, and then talking to some of the like some other like teenagers in the neighborhood I realized that part of it was like a, a, a pity move that like I was a single lady living by myself and they were like why would you want to be eating at home like come over and be part of this and to just really be enveloped in that way um, and uh, but yeah I mean it has been uh, a lot of learning and growing and shifting and you know it's like personal and public space is very different you know and there's this expectation or you know like I'm welcome here at any time and so, like, how do I reciprocate that, you know, and say, like, okay, well, I will be available for you anytime, you know, because that's, that's what a, a, a true friendship and a true partnership is. It's like, it's not just when it's convenient, you know, and it's like, oh, it's Friday night, and I really would like to go to some gallery openings, but you need a translator at the emergency room. Okay, I will go, you know, and, and to, like, set those things aside, and, um, like, the things that I've set aside, I have gained so much more mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it's been just really incredible what have, maybe you can help me translate this yeah. but like what was the first pop-up dinner experience like for me and Dindi? Mm-hmm. uh so uh first time gulag pool restaurant zap um to me balafai me oi why so kano fatima People have beshi beshi people, all city 31 people, another city 1 people, beshi people coming, eating, eating, beshi bala, my king son no, my easy, beshi people looking, problem not. And then um, uh, to my ma arba, uh, Gulapur restaurant up. First time in yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. Oh, wow. So her parents had lived. Yeah, my mom, the student English. That was the first time they went to an yeah. American restaurant. Yeah, so her parents had lived here for 20 years and they had never been to an American restaurant. And so the first night that they went was when three of their daughters were cooking. And so people can't, we, the first dinner, we had two seating. So there were 84 people. So mm-hmm. like, you know, 84 people came from all over Detroit and Metro Detroit and ate their cooking and people were just so happy about it. And Hi, who's saying? I'm in jail, I'm at Emily, I'm at Family Health. Emily problem, Emily family, I'm in hell. That's how it should be. Nina summarizes it with a smile. If Emily needs help, Minara is there for her. And if Minara needs help, 
Your interview might have to be more just a recap. <laughs> I think, like, this is yeah. what it is, though, you know? You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's not like well, us no, sitting in some coffee shop no. having a conversation. It, it's, it's not an... Like, I don't think it fully captures what you guys are doing yeah. if it doesn't have... You know, the voices. these voices mm-hmm. and the voices of your children. Yeah. And that's been, um, so one of the things is that when we start to work with the restaurant account, we invite them over for lunch uh, and to, to get immersed in it, you know, like one, to see how the vegetables are being cooked traditionally, um, just because a lot of the things are things that people aren't familiar with. But then we also talk about like, oh, you know, it's like, this is what Minu's doing with the amaranth, but this is what you could do with it, or you could sub it out like this. But just also, also recognize that like, when you're committing to working with us, like, it matters, you know? I mean, you know, if you're a restaurant that can choose to be, um, you know, political with your dollars uh, and to be sourcing locally, like, it also matters that like, that you're regular about mm-hmm. things, you know, and mm-hmm. if you've said that you're going to order from us, mm-hmm. that it matters. And, that and there's music, people behind it. Exactly, you know, and that we're counting on you. Um, and so uh, just to kind of build that sense of community, you know, so it's like it's within the neighborhood and within us working, but then also, you know, then starting to broaden that to the restaurant mm-hmm. workers and owners. And then doing the pop-ups has really been a cool, kind of unexpected way to engage other people, which... I, I didn't expect. To me, Beshikam, Bagankam, Randaham, Bajaham, Mabafham. If you don't hear Minara's voice as often in this interview, it's because she's running around. And it's really difficult to capture the energy with which she does all of her work. She's taking care of the kids. She's in the kitchen filling plates of food for us to eat. She briefly will sit down to comb her hair and chew a bit of pond and add a couple of comments and then she's off again. And in between, she'll be thinking about how to prepare the mangshu or goat curry so that it's the most tender for the pop-up dinner just happening in two days' time. You know, I mean, like of all the people in the world, we never would have met, you know, and that, um, and there we have each other. Yeah, because I mean, I know lots of other, you know, yeah. ladies in the neighborhood, but just the way that we've connected is is so different. And, uh, you know, we don't have this There's relationship no with all the growers, um, you know, so this is, it's very, very special. And, but Fatima, you, you help in the garden too, right? And sometimes in the summer you'll sell like one or two squash or the mint, right? We sell a lot of the mint that Fatima and Moriam harvest. What's your favorite shobji, Fatima? Everything. In the summer, it's seven-year-old Fatima who helps Minara in the garden while Mariam, the oldest daughter, takes care of the babies. Yes, Mariam. Minara, with a big smile, pulls me into the kitchen at one point in the interview. And the windowsill is full of flourishing potted plants that I can't identify. And on one side is a dark wooden table covered in pots and pans. It's clear that Minara has been cooking all throughout the day. 
and she lifts up the lids occasionally, naming the dishes and also checking to see if there were dishes my family consumed. And when I couldn't recognize all of the dishes, she laughs and says that my mother would probably recognize them. Please bring her sometime, okay? She orders me in Bangla as she opens the door to the basement. The basement is where the magic happens in the winter, and I follow Minara down the unfinished stairs. She slips into a pair of flip-flops at the end of the staircase and nudges me to wear the extra pair. Near the washing machine and dryer is a pan of soil about five inches deep. Minara and I crouch near the pan, and she picks up a plastic watering can and carefully waters each of the tubers. Taro root, she explains. And these could be replanted outside once spring finally emerged. In another corner, yellow onions spill onto the floors. And most are the size of my fist, but several approach the size of a large grapefruit. And then next to the onions is a large aluminum tray, kind of like the one you might use while catering a party. And it's full of wrinkled red chilies. And the tray looks like it would buckle with the weight of the drying chilies if I tried to lift it. And all of this is really impressive, but it's nothing compared to the enormous ice chest nearby. Minara thrusts it open and has me take out two big aluminum trays that are at the top, which are filled with perfectly spherical sweets dusted with coconut flakes. Minara and Emily spend the evening before rolling these traditional treats for the dinner pop-up. And although these trays of sweets are impressive, Minara is focused on showing me more. She pulls up plastic packets of frozen vegetables, naming them as she goes. Lal shag, or red amaranth, jinge, ridge gourd, uche, bitter melon. The list is endless. What's important to note here is that the ice chest enables the summer harvest to last throughout the whole year. And this is crucial in Michigan's bitter cold winters. Minora's brief tour of her indoor garden, also just watching her move around the house and interact with Emily and take care of her kids and take care of her husband and feed everyone, which just made it all more real to me. After Minara's tour of her indoor garden, we sat down again to chat about Bondu Garden's work in the future and also to reflect on the work done thus far. restaurant um mm -hmm. and kind of the ideal spot would be uh then there could be like a spot where like you know the, the old guys come and drink tea in the mm -hmm. afternoon but then maybe between the lunch and dinner service like the kids could come and do homework stuff mm -hmm. you know and so like to have it be a family room in the same way and like it's kind of become a joke that if people see my red car out front they come over with like you know and so we joke that this is kind of my office you know and so it's like to, but to have that place you know the, because those those third places are really important you mm -hmm. know the place that's not home and not work but a place mm -hmm. where you can kind of meet different people um and but to you know to kind of maintain the because like yes Bundu gardens is um you know we are trying to make some money uh you know with the things that we're doing but it's first and foremost like based in the relationships you know and so to not ever sacrifice that you know so I guess that's you know that's always the like 
yeah, like maybe we can, you know, dream out in this direction or dream out in this direction, but it always has to come back to get like to the checked again against those relationships to make sure that it's like, you know, is this uh, is this serving those relationships? Have there um, been moments where you've had to do that kind of self check and it didn't quite? Um, no, I mean I think that it's um, I think because it is so firmly rooted in that it's it hasn't gone in that mm -hmm. direction, but you know that's. You know, just being cognizant of the fact that it's like, I don't ever want it to be like, yeah, 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 I know you need to ride to the doctor's appointment, but where are the squash? You know, like I don't want it to become primarily business transactions. Because um, that, is, you know, that's the other part of it is that um, I do end up facilitating a lot of that. And, um, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Detroit has one of the highest infant mortality rates mm -hmm. in the United mm -hmm. States. And, um, you know, like a lot of women in general are not getting good prenatal care but mm -hmm. there are a lot of barriers in our neighborhood to getting good care mm -hmm. um and so beyond um health insurance what are some of the issues that transportation, transportation. um is tricky um and then english speaking yeah. english or not speaking mm -hmm. english and there was um an office that when Minara was pregnant that we went to and they were great and there was a really fabulous woman there who um, was a medical assistant but was allowed to translate uh, and so she translated which really helped um, mm -hmm. but they have since changed their policy and they oh. don't allow her to translate which I think you know I mean, there's a lot well, of issues there yeah. but um you know but so that so that's a really hard thing you know like what do you do um or you know if you're having to to pay for rides or kind of like cash in neighbor favors for rides to appointments like you don't end up going as much or if you know so there's just, yeah so there's there's a lot of reasons why people aren't necessarily getting great care you know or if you grew up for most of your life in, okay you know, or if you've grown up in a country, um, you know, and for most of your life didn't have great medical care, um, you know, there can be a lot of issues with, mm -hmm. you know, carrying a pregnancy to full term. So, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, yes, there is kind of the, like, the outward facing um, stuff that we're doing in terms of the restaurants and that kind of, like, social engagement in that regard. But then there is also mm -hmm. this kind of, like, you know, once, once we have, you know, connections with each other mm -hmm. and relationships, like, you know, is selling vegetables the most useful thing I can leverage my privilege for? No, it is useful, but it is not the most useful and it right. is not the most urgent. Um, and so like not losing sight of that. I mean, it seems like the garden is a great way to leverage mm -hmm. the community's knowledge and yeah. talent, right? And yeah. elevate it and amplify it. Yeah. Um, so that it's seen, it, like you, I loved what you were saying earlier about uh, untangling what local means mm, that mm -hmm. local isn't yeah. just Michigan cherries yeah. or apples or right. you know, which like, are things that culturally make sense to me you know right, like I grew right. up in New York which is you know like just in front of or just behind Michigan mm -hmm. in terms of you know apple mm -hmm. production so it's like that makes a lot of sense for me in terms of like how I grew up and what I was eating and like the seasonal memories mm -hmm. that I have associated with that I'm actually also planting a small orchard, so apples are very relevant to me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but then, you know, it is. Yeah, it's to, yeah, to yeah. really, and that's, you know, that's the thing is that, like, when you were asking, you know, do I garden uh, with them? And it's like, no, because they're, like, these guys are the masters, you know? I mean, they're, like, sometimes I end up having to pick the beans that are highest up because I am tall. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, but um, it's really more about, like, okay, like, what resources do you have? What resources do I have? Okay, you have amazing vegetables. Mm -hmm. I have English fluency in a car, like, mm -hmm. you know, like let's, let's bring those together. Right. You know, and so happen. that's really the, the thing, um, you know, and so like from there, you know, maybe it grows and changes, but right. we're still just in that, that kind of 
um, like we've we've just overlapped them and we're finding that synergy and mm -hmm. then kind of like from that seeing what happens. And I think we were mentioning this earlier when we were just chatting on the side, but it that that kind of like flexible flexible nature of mm -hmm. Wonder Gardens allows it to be really responsive to what people here want. Yeah, and, and the that's, women want and to that's need, the hope, you right? know, is that it's um you know, and if it turns out that like oh, maybe actually the vegetables were just kind of the, like, the doorway into something, and it mm -hmm. takes this whole, like, and to, um, like, actually, the, the first time we did the um, pop-up, uh, I was crying on the way down because mm -hmm. selling the vegetables felt like this way to kind of infiltrate the restaurant scene, you know, mm -hmm. and we're like, ha we're sneaking all these Bangladeshi vegetables into the restaurants, and, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. all these Michiganders are going to eat them and, like, not even know, you know, because right. it wasn't necessarily being, like, championed, but then as, like it all of a sudden felt very uncomfortable to be like, oh my gosh, like, am I exoticizing, you know, or <laughs> othering them by saying like, we're doing a Bangladeshi pop-up, you know? And because in some ways, like, that could be a celebration, but it also, like, because my point with the vegetables had been like, like, vegetables are vegetables and we can eat them in all kinds of delicious ways, you know? So like, the vegetables mm -hmm. could kind of like, assimilate without people having to, mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, be introduced into the food in that way. Um, but oh. then all of a sudden it felt like, is, I don't know. So it, 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 so like I had this moment of friction with that, you know, but then it was Minara who was like, let's do more parties. We just made so much money. And it was like, okay, great. You know, and like, pe the, so the ladies really, you know, it's like the, you know, like I kind of started driving it with the, with the vegetables, but then like, you know, the restaurant partner said like, oh, let's step this up. And then the lady said like, oh, okay, let's step this up. You know, so it's been like a very collaborative process the whole way of like, you know, one person making Ooh. a decision and then it's shifting and mm -hmm. then it's shifting mm -hmm. some more. And so just, you know, just, I think, trying to continue to honor that. Yeah. And uh, just the other types of activities that you've been talking about. Like, I feel like when you're having an organization like this, um, you know, you have the relationships at the core. You have the things that are more like outward facing mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, like, like yeah. the pop-up dinners. And then you have a lot of things that are more inward facing, yeah. which are like, you know, the connections to healthcare yeah. and like healthcare access. Yeah. Um, and like helping each other out when, you know, new people mm -hmm. uh, move into the community and things like that. So uh, it it's really helpful to hear you talk about that kind of moment of friction and how mm. it was how it was resolved. Cause also there's in like social entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and like all those, you know, really yeah. fun buzzwords. Yeah. Uh, people don't really talk about kind of the ethics mm -hmm. ethics of it as much as they really should yeah um well and, and like who who is it that's deciding who needs help and what kind of help they need mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you know and so that's um you know i, I don't know I, I try hard to just be responsive to that mm -hmm. you know to like not assume a need you know mm -hmm. or not to project a need based on you know, the set of, like, cultural experiences that I've had and my mm -hmm. background, you know, to, like, mm -hmm. not assume anything, mm -hmm. you know, but to just say, like, okay, like, I'm here, you know, what, so what do you need? What brought you into, you know, down the block from... Uh, so <clears throat> I moved to Michigan to go to graduate school yeah. um, for fine art, um, yeah, yeah. and uh, then I started gardening with somebody who had also gone to the same graduate school, mm -hmm. and so that was what kind of um, brought me into it, and, like, that relationship has since changed, but like has opened into this whole other like universe of relationships that I didn't, you know, even mm -hmm. know existed. Um, so yeah, so that was 
So kind of gardening, gardening and art. Uh, brought you to Hampshire. Brought me, yeah, brought me here. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's been really interesting to think about, because for me, it, it all seems like the same process. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, in terms of, you know, arts training, it's like, as, you know, when you're trained as an artist and thinking through those mm-hmm. systems, it's, you know, it's about like noticing and responding, mm-hmm. you know, and then noticing and responding mm-hmm. and noticing and responding. And so it's, that's, um, but it just kind of got to a point that it's like, I don't want to be noticing and responding about something. I want to be noticing and responding with, with you know? Yeah. And so to like be, you know, I don't want to do a project about Minara. I want to do a project with, with Minara. Um, and so just making sure that we're always, you know, checking back in. And the girls are my super duper Instagram police, uh, you know, and like I'll take a picture of something and they say, Auntie, are you giving that to the internet? And I say, I don't know. Like, do you, can, can you tell me, you know? And so then mm-hmm. they check it and they say like, no, that one you can't send, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but we have agreements that it's like, okay, I can send a picture if it has your hands in it, but I have to ask you if it has your face in it. Mm-hmm. And so really honoring that and saying like, you know, and, that's and a double great checking. Way to like think about consent mm-hmm. on yeah. like learn, being able to articulate mm-hmm. that from a really young age. Yeah. And especially when you're working with kids, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like people are starting to get a consciousness of this when they do like quote unquote work overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to to be more mindful of how they're interacting and you know mm-hmm. it, within a s- space <laughs> in an mm-hmm. environment. But uh, we fail to often recognize that in our own backyards mm-hmm. and like the communities we live in mm-hmm. and how how do we engage with photos mm-hmm. and video and film. Mm-hmm. And even recording, like we're doing right, right now, um, in our own homes, mm-hmm. in our own states, mm-hmm. in our own cities. Yeah, I, I think there, like there, there's a lot of American mentality that unfortunately really separates mm-hmm. what is considered other from like what is con- is here, mm-hmm. um, the global and the local. But yeah, ugh, it's okay. So I just yeah, that, that's I have a lot of feelings about that. Mm-hmm. So no, it's I good. You know, and those are the things that we need to talk about. And, and that's why I'm so clear with the girls, too, about um, asking their permission mm-hmm. for things, you know, and saying, like, you know, can I tell this story mm-hmm. about it? Because it's not only my story to tell. It's our mm-hmm. story. Um, and, you know, and so just kind of continually putting myself in the position of, like, would I, how would I feel mm-hmm. if somebody were doing this like mm-hmm. you know and so just you know just always kind of checking mm-hmm. in with that you know mm-hmm. and and to be doing those like you know it's like the difference between using like hand tools or power tools you know with like a, a hand, hand sanding something by hand you can just take away a little bit and a little bit a little bit you know but it's easy to like gouge something mm-hmm. if you're using a power sander mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. so to just like recognize like okay like if I'm over here every day and I check in with you every day about things we can make sure that nothing gets out of whack you know mm-hmm. and we just kind of like stay in a good orbit mm-hmm. um that mm-hmm. that feels right mm-hmm. you know but it's like I feel like when when you get too much distance then it starts to be like oh like you know and I mean the only reason I ever feel comfortable speaking on behalf of Minara is because I'm here so much you know so it's like even if we can't have exchanged um words about it it's like I know what the, you know, it's like, I know why the baby's sick because I've been seeing him every single day for the last week, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, I know all of the conditions, you know? And so it's, um, you know, so to just like be so close in those ways, I think just helps keep it on the straight and narrow. (laughs)
and also like as like, family and does, the, right? And the totally crazy, zany, not straight and narrow, flying by the seat of our pants, like you know, because that's how we operate too. But uh, yeah, and th- I mean, that's how family should operate. I mean, there's plenty of families that don't <laughs> that don't operate, you know, in a, in a, a way of taking care of each other like that. But you know, to just like continually be modeling that too for the girls, you know, that like we're all humans and we all like are deserving of a certain level of you know respect and honor and kindness and compassion and it's important to do it for each other no matter like what people look like or where they came from or what your relationship is to them like if you are like kind and noble with everybody you kind of can't go wrong you know so that's I really liked what you said earlier about Bundu Gardens. Gardens not just being a place, but also a verb mm, and nurturing mm-hmm. those friendships. Yeah. That's what Bundu translates into is yeah, friends, right? right? So I think this comes out with, through, it's expressed very much in your relationship with Minara and the rest yeah. of the family and yeah. the girls. And I'm so glad that you got to come and and be here. It was know? amazing. <laughs> like, this is, I wish, like, some days I really wish I could just give up the public health thing for a while uh, and just do the stories. And Yeah. But that's the thing, too, is that, like, one of the things that I've realized and that I'm, you know, it's like I can do, like, I can be an advocate for Minara in ways um, that she doesn't have access to. And it's like, and now you can be an advocate, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like by having certain... Um, you know, sets of credentials or experiences um, that are respected in certain communities, like academics, or you know, it's like th- you ha- you have to be able to kind of speak a language to right. to translate it, you know. And so it's like like you are now gaining access to a realm that a lot of people with the concerns that you have don't have access to, you know. And so you can now be a really amazing. Um, partner for them in way you know and so it's because that that's one of the other things that I really learned through this is like it's really hard to advocate for yourself when you're working so hard you know um like seminar is working so hard and then to have to like wait in line at the doctor's office forever and to wait in line at the social security office forever like there's not time to be an advocate for yourself when you're so busy I think that's uh, that's also lost in like the current political narrative that individuals just if they work hard um, yeah. can uh, improve their lives and exist and thrive. And that's just not really the case. Yeah. You know, like when every day is a series of things that need to be done, yeah. like for better or for worse, yeah. you, you like just do them and you do it. But yeah. like, I don't think that translates into the up, like quote unquote upward mobility. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure, maybe the ladder's there, but it happens to be missing all, all 10 of the, the lower rung. rungs, you know? And it's like, like great. If you can jump you know, to right, you know, it's like good luck with that, you know? And, and maybe occasionally there is someone who's like a really great jumper and they do it and that's great. But like for everyone else, like how do we kind of work together to like, to nurture, yeah, to nurture and bolster each other. And, um, those are the questions. Those are the questions. Get up tomorrow and answer them, you know? And if you don't answer tomorrow, then you get up the next day and try. And and if if people want to get involved, yeah. and, like, where like where do you need help? Or, like, or should people get in touch with you directly? And how yeah. can people get in touch um, with you? So we have a website, uh, which is Bundu Gardens, B-A-N-D-H-U, Gardens, 
Um, and then there's links there to our Instagram and our Facebook mm -hmm. and email. Um, and so that's a good way. Um, we met on Instagram. Yeah, we met on Instagram. <laughs> Actually, I guess I feel like you're I the should, first. Yeah. You're the first person I've ever met in real life through Instagram. Like, that I didn't know hilarious. before oh, Instagram. Okay. And but it's like, oh well, it's like you get it and I get it. So like, let's get together. Um, it's, it's really funny. So Sheila, who's the person I co-host with, we met through Twitter okay. when I was in, working in Indonesia and she was working yeah. in Sri Lanka. Was that a time when like the South Asian feminist kind of Twitter uh -huh. was like kind of quiet and like small? We started talking and it was like, wow. Oh, here's this person who thinks the way yeah. I do and maybe and so I ended up visiting her there mm, and we ended cool. up seeing friends um and the second time I met her was actually like like in person last uh -huh. was last year uh -huh. um even though we had been friends and we yeah. had been like whatsapping each other every yeah. day for like three years at yeah. that time and so yesterday when I was just kind of going through like you know, just when I'm back in Michigan, I like to see what mm -hmm. is around, yeah. like, that has emerged, and, like, because it's such a time of change mm -hmm. in the state, and I'm constantly on the search for, like, there's only a singular narrative about Michigan that gets into the news, and, like, as someone who, like, yeah. really loves the state, um, and just really hates it when, like, the only... The, the look people get when mm -hmm. you're like when I say like I'm mm -hmm. like I'm from Flint and mm -hmm. they're like <laughs> like they make a face and you're yeah. like no like yeah one I am not in the community that was deeply impacted by the water right. crisis two like it, you're erasing the like all the amazing things that are happening yeah. within the community and three yes there are still problems with the water so mm -hmm. be mad about that yeah um so i was like looking for like what are the things that are happening here and actually i read the npr article not realizing it had been published yesterday like like i just like looked at it, i was like oh they're they were in npr like yeah and no then I saw, this all has happened like and, and, and that's yeah. and then you <laughs> po then i saw your post i was like we were just covered npr i'm like oh my goodness the, the article i read about them was just published like if it had the timing of it yeah. had been like any time before yeah like I wouldn't have known that much yeah about and that's I mean and that's like exactly how all of this has worked you know and so to just feel like you know like if Minar and I had moved in a year apart from each other this wouldn't happen you know what I mean but it's all in this it's just kind like, of I got, like that was so, just really no beautiful. I mean it's and it's so interesting to me to to see the the interest that there is because because it is my everyday and like it doesn't I mean I recognize that it's unusual you know to like have this set of relationships you know between um you know me and Minara but um so it's just interesting to see like who else is interested in this you know and what like what are the parts that other people are interested so it like that helps too to be kind of like an echolocation, you know, of figuring out like, oh, like this, like it pings off of this, and mm -hmm. that makes sense there, and it pings off of this, and it makes sense there, and so it's just, um, you know, in addition to kind of that like, like inner kind of guide that I feel about it, you know, of mm -hmm. checking in there, like checking in internally, but then also checking in kind of externally. Um, I mean, what means really a lot is that, I mean, for a lot of South Asians who were born in the States and have grown up here in particular is that especially in Michigan when we're going up in predominantly white communities mm -hmm. just so much of one's identity is questioned throughout and it feels like you're very much in limbo mm -hmm. between two different worlds and so um, like 
it's really touching. It's like really personally for me, very touching to see um, those aspects of like our cultures, be, like not validated. That's not the right word, but being affirmed mm -hmm. for like what they are yeah. without having to necessarily like change or um, to to have the seeing the girls like interact with you, interact with Allie, and just feel comfortable being themselves mm -hmm. um, is really, it's really nice. It's not an, uh, it's not something that, it's not something I've seen that often. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, you know, we're living in this kind of, this world of inst where on Instagram people are making turmeric lattes like holy dude that my dad makes every morning mm -hmm. for like the past five years mm -hmm. and or like going into like a whole foods and seeing all this different type of ghee mm -hmm. that is not even made by the communities from which it originated mm -hmm. um so like like within that kind of food landscape mm -hmm. i guess for South Asians in particular, it's, it just means a lot. Yeah. I'm so so glad. That, that's yeah. just like a little bit of like my personal. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing is like, it's all personal. It is personal. And I think for like real change to happen, it has to be personal, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's, um, yeah, I guess kind of just an invitation for everyone to get personally involved, you know? Like whether it's, you know, personally involved with us, but it's like, who are your neighbors? Like, do you know who your neighbors are? <laughs> Lucky. Boo! Uh, Recording shish I think reporting will be shish. Boo, boo. This was really Thank lovely. Thank you so much for coming yeah, out. This is so good. Like, I'm so happy to meet you. I feel like very close yeah. to you already. Yeah, same. If you like, please, like, yeah. I will get in touch with you every time I'm back in Michigan. Okay, cool. But and if you ever come and my family's in New York, so. If you ever come through, okay. just, yeah. And that's our episode. Thanks for joining us. I'd be remiss, though, if I didn't acknowledge the amazing, loving, dedicated, kind, compassionate, thoughtful, enthusiastic, all-around amazing people who made this episode possible. A big thank you to Emily Stegaitis and Minara Begum of Bondu Gardens for not only opening your doors and sharing an entire afternoon to talk about your work, but also to feed us, let us play with kids, and be a part of what you guys are cultivating in Bangla Town. It's truly something special, and I, I, feel, I feel privileged to have met both of you. An extra special thank you to Mariam and Fatima who helped tell the story. I hope our paths cross again sometime soon. And a big thank you to Michael Duansing, who was my sound engineer during this visit to Detroit. It was really good to have you there. Without your patience and ingenuity, th this recording wouldn't have been possible. You can find Bondu Gardens online at bondugardens.com. 
B-A-N-D-H-U-Gardens.com or also on Instagram at the same name. Emily will also be speaking at the Allied Media Conference on Sunday, June 18th from 10 to 11.30 a.m. at Wayne State University. Um, Her session is called Power to the Pop-Up. So if you're around, definitely catch her session. And as another note, I'll be attending the Allied Media Conference in Detroit on behalf of Elmira Radio Hour. So if you're around, um, don't hesitate to get in touch. And you can find the podcast online at SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, and Twitter at Elmira Radio. And you can find me, Nina Bhattacharya, on Twitter at Only Nina, and my co-host Sheila Lal on Twitter at Queen of Blah. We'll catch you on the flip side.